And we are back with yet another episode of the Delicate Shades podcast, the official podcast of the Athletic Dragons. Of course, our presenting sponsor. We appreciate the funding coming in from Elon and Twitter uh, to make this possible. Joined next and always by executive producer and lead analyst, Stu Neustadt. Stu, happy Friday. Happy Monon Friday. Happy Monon Friday. Get your moan on. Are you ready for the moan on bell game tomorrow featuring our DePaul Tigers and the school from the north? Uh, Stu, are you off today? I am. You know, we really support our veterans here at Invoca. So, you know, shout out to the troops for keeping us safe and making sure that we have the freedoms we enjoy today. And so we wanted to pay a little bit of tribute to them and all of their service. So, yes, we, today we are off from our corporate America jobs where we sit in our home offices and, you know, really enjoy the freedoms that we have because of the troops. So, you know, respect to the troops. Wow. So many occasions. I don't need another one to do this then. A little celebratory beer on this Friday. I never work Fridays, so uh, no reason not to do that. Um, For those that missed it, Brian did crack a beer. Unfortunately, he put it too far away from the mic, so it didn't really pick up the cracking of the sound. He is pouring it into a nice, uh, what is that, a tulip glass? One of those, you know, you know when like you order a beer at a brewery and you're like pretty pumped about it? And like you're thinking it's going to come in a pint, but it comes like one of those like bitch glasses that are like are super small and like curvy. That's what Brian has right now. And you're like, <laughs> God damn it. And it's like usually like a color that like, it's not like the color you want it to be like a beer color. It's like red and it's like, shit, what did I just order? You don't like the curvy glasses? I'm I mean, always pissed I d- when it comes in a pint glass. I'm like, give me something unique. I mean, give me some you're buying a beer. Why are you getting 13 ounces when you want 16 ounces, three extra ounces, three ounces here, three ounces there goes a long way in a night. Nobody's Shout out to Zach Crenshaw. <laughs> Clearly, he's been taking too much of that advice. Um, they never fill up pint glass up to the top. Nobody's. Yeah, that's, that's getting... a big conspiracy theory, though, because like you know how the pint glasses have a little glass bottom to it. It's not really a sixteen ounces. I, I think pint glasses are sixteen ounces. I think they. But the ones that count. have the little glass at the bottom of it, you can tell if there's like a little bit of more glass at the bottom. It's not full sixteen. You don't think so? I think they've accounted no. for that in the tallness of the glass. I don't think so. I think that's the same size. Next week on Delicate Shades. We Mythbusters edition. Mythbusters edition. This this is a great transition, Stu, into uh, something that we've talked at length about, aka maybe we haven't talked about yet. I mean, the, now my, my, my studio has been... My studio has been... Yes, I'm recording. What's going on, Mom? What's going on, Mom? What do we have? Is it Kathy or Carter? It's Carter, but I feel like I'm a, I'm in my room and my mom's coming in. What's going on? Is this air? Like, is there a video of this, or is it only? I it's can a... if you if you're naked, I can see you. Okay, this is a great transition. Believe it or not, into we have started. Carter, it's only me. No one else is going to see the video of this. That's where you are wrong. I've been thinking about this. I've been trying to do your job, Stu, as executive producer. And I'm thinking, how can we elevate the level of this podcast? I've gotten some DMs from some super fans over the past couple of days. And uh, it's led me to some deep thinking. And I've decided we're starting a Patreon to bring up this podcast, the next level, for some certain super subscribers. A Patreon $5 sponsor, member sponsorship. 
We'll get you the video edition of this podcast delivered as an MP4, as a Google Drive file into your inbox. That's wow. your first added piece of value. Your That's White Glove added, service. Your second added piece of value, you will get a custom, personalized, and private group chat with the host and EP lead analyst of the podcast. That'll be just for you, individualized. Three, and this is a big one. Uh, this would not be possible uh, because there was a lot that went into this and, and the business plans and one can only imagine. Um, this would not be possible without our sponsor, Land Seal Coffee. And for our Patreon subscribers, they can see what we're talking about. Uh, every Patreon subscriber will have a monthly delivery of Land Seal Coffee really thankful for our private roaster in san francisco who's uh hooked us up there land seal coffee uh the only coffee in san francisco i've heard real talk though on land seal i told the roaster himself it is very good coffee i've really I, okay. enjoyed it seriously I, like, like not sarcastically like, i really like it i'm gonna order more from I, him. I, I i i can't believe you said this i texted i i it's phenomenal. I, so I, I, I want to, I want to, okay. So to, and you hate to, and you hate to give Will Block a compliment. You just I, hate to do it. To peel back the curtain a little bit. Will Block has started a hobby. Uh, he is roasting coffee. And uh, in, when we were in Chicago, he, uh, he had a couple of uh, samples of the Lanceo coffee that he gave away. Uh, Stu and I were lucky to take home one. Uh, I be honest, I didn't think much of it. I made the coffee yesterday. It's unbelievable. It's phenomenal. It is actually maybe the best coffee I've ever had. And I don't know how that's even possible based on Will Block's San Francisco apartment, but it really is that good. Yeah. I told him that I like a little bit of splash of milk, you know, just to take away the bitterness sometimes of coffee. And I drink his without milk. It's unbelievable. So if, if maybe the video feed of delicate shades, isn't really moving the needle for you on our Patreon uh, subscription, how about the monthly subscription to Land Seal Coffee? One bag per month. Thank you again to our sponsors. They're working on distribution now. It should be up and running. Wow, we have a business model here now. This is insane. And we're live with our new business partner, Will Block. Will, you just missed our segment on our new presenting sponsor, Land Seal coffee and we have a business proposition for you right and now. by proposition i mean that i've already announced the partnership and the business plan and we just wanted to confirm with you that we want in we just want to make sure distribution is still working and and everything that we talked about previously is okay and those price points that we discussed for that monthly member membership for uh our patreon members would be okay Patreon members. So first off, I would like to say I like your medal that you're wearing around your neck and you're you're repping DePaul. So let's go old gold king. He's drinking a beer too on a Friday. Let's go. Um, well, are you are you work do you does your company support the troops or no? We do support <laughs> the troops, but we don't get the day off. Uh see my company supports the troops, so we have we have today off. Brian just never works Fridays. I don't work Friday. So. Databricks, oh, unfortunately, drop. we have to we have to drop Databricks now as a sponsor. They don't support the troops, but Landseal does yeah, support the troops. Drop. We are only sponsored by Datadog, Twitter, and Landseal Coffee. Databricks, the subsidiary, uh, drop. has been dropped. 
But <laughs> when, like, once you listen to this, what do you have to offer though? If you if I'm gonna give you a cut, what do you have to offer? Are you gonna? Well, there's like, not, we're not. Let's, we're the let's... sharks, dude. You're you're gonna come to us. You missed <laughs> yeah. you missed the us giving you full in and in serious praises for your coffee. And now we came up with the idea that we want in. And how do we get in? <laughs> Is that you come to us? That's true. Free marketing on you know this lovely podcast. So I appreciate that. So. We uh we we did in all seriousness that may not seem like it right now, but we did say it, it it might be the best coffee I've ever had, and I have no idea how that's possible based on the fact that you're making this out of your apartment. I I don't understand how it's even plausible, but it's phenomenal, and we thought it would be a nice value add to our new Patreon membership that we're rolling out for uh, Delicate Shades. Uh, so in addition to getting the video feeds from the podcast and having your own private personalized group chat with the host and the executive producer, um, you'll also get a, a bag of Lanceal coffee delivered to your door every month. Um, and what an unbelievable value for $5 a month. <laughs> $5 a month. We'll have to talk pricing, but, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll, Let's let's talk offline. We're, we're gonna need. I'm gonna bring my lawyers in. You guys can bring yours. We'll have some negotiations. We're willing to give our lawyers 100k for 25 stake in the in the in the company. Our How lawyers. Are... We'll give you 100k if you give us 25. percent 25 percent deal. Deal. Yeah, I don't. Dude, I don't think we're liquid enough for that. Quite is that yet. good? Is that good? Is it? Do, we, do you have that, Brian? Do you have that kind of money? I. <laughs> We, not we gotta, really we gotta ask twitter <laughs> not for we gotta, land steel coffee <laughs> we gotta ask it um i uh, our lawyers are slightly tied up with our acquisition of twitter at the moment but once we get through that i think we can talk um realistically will how much coffee could we distribute if we needed to how so long does it take you to make a bag of my, coffee scale is my biggest challenge at the moment uh so good thing you know, we have a solution it, to scale your business. <laughs> Says every uh, SaaS company. Right. Exactly. Uh right now I can only make in in at, with my machine, I can only make one pound at a time. So, you know, and that takes about 15 to 20 minutes to make a pound of coffee. So it, how much is this? This is a pound of this bag yeah, right here. That's a pound, yeah. So yeah. So we're making so quite four bags a, an hour. Yeah. Three to four yeah. bags an hour. Well, I don't know. We let's just so you'll quit your job. We can that's done. So you're free now, twenty four hours a day. I mean, I don't know. I, I see a I see a way to profitability. Well, you know the the scaling solution really is in, an investment. I was look actually, ironically enough, looking into this last night. What would it cost to buy a larger roaster? And those things cost anywhere from like twenty to forty thousand dollars. So fuck. We're in a lot of Patreon subscriptions. <laughs> a lot of subscriptions. Stu, what, yeah. Stu, what's our latest membership uh, numbers? So our listener counts at the moment. Are we still, we still uh, got our listener count? Uruguay? Yeah, is Uruguay still popping off for us? Let me check. You guys keep chatting <laughs> while I check this out. All right, so we'll do some quick math, Will, but it shouldn't be an issue. You can just go ahead and count. So Brian, just, go ahead and, just go ahead and buy. I must ask, Will. like, conditioning the topic. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So when eventually you and Grace come back to the Midwest, you be head roaster, I'll manage the store, and we just make a coffee store. I mean, I'm in. 
and we when we come back to the Midwest, yeah, and then we and then we turn it into a, a brewery at night, and we can make like coffee brews, maybe. All right, and that's it. We're gonna talk <laughs> offline because I don't want anyone else taking our business idea. Speaking of myth busters from a little bit ago, you busted your own myth of being able to run a marathon. Congratulations, you are now a marathoner. As he puts on and for his our medal, Patreon, our Patreon subscribers will be able to see. They can see the actual medal itself and engraving the the blood, sweat, and tears that went into it. Wow. Wow. He did get it engraved. That is amazing. Is that was that a finish line move? Did you go somewhere else after that after that? I uh I, yourself? on election day. So yeah, I ran the marathon. It happened. I actually did it. I'll I'll I crossed the line and well, let's back up. I yeah, we have a full detailed account of the marathon, Brian. Not maybe all 26 min- uh, minutes or hours or miles. We know, but... this can, we know this can be long-winded. I can be long-winded. So I'm just going to skip no. to the end for the sake of everybody else. So I was trying to stay. I, my only goal was to finish under five hours, but I halfway through knew I was in good shape for that. So then I was like, let me just stick around 10 minutes. Like, I don't really want to hit a split above 11 minutes. The the advantage I didn't realize that I had is that marathons, supposedly first marathon, newbie, they only like register you. They don't register you every mile. They only register you every whatever. What is it? 5K. Whatever. Yeah. So if you run a 12 minute mile, you have another mile to kind of average it out. And I started to realize that. So I was like, I was trying to hit my splits eventually. So anyway, I realized towards the end, I must have ran a 1230 mile like two in a row. I, I I don't know if they was on the other side of the split. I don't know how it happened. Uh, spoiler alert is I finished under, I did do every mile under 11 minutes uh, or in the 10 minute range, which is what, what I was hoping for. But to do that, that last mile, like 25 to 26, I, in my head, I was sprinting. I wasn't, I was 100% dead. Uh, but I must've run like an eight thirty nine minute mile based on the fact I was running like a well, 12 mile watch. watch I did but it died um so it didn't it didn't capture it it captured my last mile which was 1246 so I think I must have run the last mile and I have to say so I was talking to Eric Tandy about this who friend of the pod uh and he was I was just saying he won his marathon under the unbelievable coaching of old gold track club and student news set and i texted i was like i can't even fathom winning like I, I couldn't fathom finishing a marathon let alone winning a marathon and and he's like yeah dude it was some small marathon you know it's just salt lake it wasn't like that big of a thing it's like that would be even harder because the crowds were so essential to like me running fast and like picking up the pace so anyway it's the final mile and i'm like totally disoriented i thought i was running up fifth avenue but i was on Central Park South, I guess, which is like right below Central Park, like the main drag with all the fancy hotels. And it was like three or four deep with fans because it's that final stretch before you turn into the park for the finish line. And I like ran right up against him, you know, to really get the get the blood flowing. And I was like flying. And I realized once I turned into the park and got to the finish line, I was like, I'm like blacked out. Like I just knew my things were not going to go well when I crossed the finish line. So I end up doing it cross the finish line and there's a as as Stu has so nicely uh, put into the group chat uh, not only my reaction to us hiring uh Jeff Saturday as the Colts head coach but it was my reaction after I finished marathon I was just like dead and I was like wobbling 
And I thought I was going to like fall into the lady who put the metal around my neck and I did it. And I kind of kept walking, but then they, you could tell you're, they want you to walk like three miles, you know, which you can just see how far you're supposed to walk after. I was like, I can't, I can't do that. I'm going to fall over. So like, I found this little corner uh, where they had like wood pallets where they were unloading like boxes where I think they were the metals or something. And so I sat on a wood pallet or next to the wood pallet against it in this corner where nobody really could see me. I was like kind of, in, and then like after three and a half minutes, a volunteer like came around the corner to like grab a box and saw me there. And she tweaked a little bit and she yelled medic very loudly. <laughs> so the next thing I know I'm in the wheelchair and you know, they were asking me who the president was and all these things. And I was like, I'm okay. I mean, I'm not okay, but I'm not, not okay. Um, but she's like, you know, just sit and hang out. I was like, all right. And then I slowly realized like, God, I really would love to be like wheeled out of this wheelchair. Like all, you know, I'd love to just get wheeled right to Carter basically. And then she could just take me from here. Uh, but they wouldn't, they had to take me to the medical tent. So I ended up going to the medical tent, which was hectic. And there's like an ICU version of the medical tent, which was insane. Like it was not actually an ICU, but for marathoners, like, I don't know. People just like are unconscious. Apparently, I don't know. The whole thing was wild. Well, I'm, it's also because it was super hot and humid. Yes, it was. It was supposedly a. a it was not a good condition during a marathon, and even though Brown's like, oh, it wasn't that bad. It was. It was really bad. I would not want to do that. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, it was my first marathon, so I just thought the marathon was so bad. It was hard for me to differentiate like the weather itself. But anyway, so we got there, and they were like, "All right, I think you're all right." Can we help you in any other way? And I was like, well, my joints kind of hurt. So then we went to the PT and did some PT. And anyway, it took like an hour to actually leave the marathon. Um, and I asked if they could wheel me out. And they said, I think you're fine. And that was how I left the how I left the marathon. So that's my story. It's my marathon story. But uh, Stu, uh, didn't want to get too sappy in my Instagram post, but thank you for uh, playing... Uh, uh determined dad and uh staying with me uh much appreciated i will not be doing another one will not need your services in the future but i am curious how many people have used the code brian to get 50 percent off your marathon training services since i finished when you say that we do have another person text me last night by the name of will block so one league member down, another one on the way. He's running the San Francisco Marathon on July 23rd, 2023. And we're going to do some magic together. Wow. That's sweet. Um, Speaking of doing magic with Will Block, coming off of his honeymoon, I was able to trade Najee Harris. How about it? I, I, that, was, that was a big segment of the show. Najee has finally done dude you just gave up on him who'd you trade I, him for? oh i've i'm ready to you know how the colts like can you know have a banner the patients can have a banner of like you know whatever they didn't really do that season like they did something cool all, i'm gonna, I'm gonna have a banner that says the worst draft pick in league history and i'm totally okay with it that's i i for the record there is a i think you go back to the, i think it's in the live the hot mic episode. If it's not, it's in the it's in the cutting room floor. I told you not to pick. I said not yours. And be fair to you. You know who else was up there next to you was Dylan, and Dylan was all about Najee Harris. If I remember, he had done all this like research about X Y Z, 
So you have a little bit of blame in Dylan, I think. I the only so here's here's some here's some truth under the hood. We were drunk at Haskins wedding and Dylan was giving me all of his research and all this stuff. He goes, I read this article. I read all this the night read, before? The night before. Wow. And I hadn't done Congrats. much research to be honest. And Dylan was like, I read this article where like if you have one of these four running backs, there's a 75% chance of winning the league. Yes. He spits off four of them. And, and he said Najee Harris. And I like, I wanted Najee Harris. And then that just got in my head the entire day. And then I didn't really have time to plan my own draft out after like organizing everything. And then when I got to number second, I was like, fuck yeah, Najee Harris. Like I was just too afraid of Chris McCaffrey, you know, hindsight, stupid, but probably the best thing Dylan could have done, even though I just beat him. We can talk about that in a second, but he got Cooper cup and <laughs> Cooper cup is way better than Najee Harris. So in, in, in reality, Dylan was mad at me at the time, but I think he's better off without Najee Harris. Oh, hundred percent. I'm trying to remember. I do remember that he, he didn't tell me before, but I remember during, after you took it, you, he was trying to consult, you know, get you fired up about that was the, the pick you wanted, which to be fair, I would have, I wouldn't have taken him second, but I would have taken him the end of the first round for sure. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Oh, he, yeah. Though. He's definitely a first round pick, not number two. Overall. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, uh, so Dylan was right after you. Was he three? He was three. Yep. Got Cooper cup. Wow. Wow, I wonder who the other running backs were in that list. I can't remember. Um, looking at Dylan, he he got pretty lucky. I bet he drafted uh, um, Nick Chubb in the second round, and he's probably a guy you draft second overall, realistically, in that spot. So it's funny how that all works out. Um, well, let's who who do you have now? Who did you get for Najee Harris? Well, I got Ray Mostert. Why did you do that? I would have traded you somebody for Najee Harris. I feel like I've been trade. I've been like sending offers to everyone for Najee Harris, and everyone's rejecting it. And I honestly forgot that I sent Will this offer until I was at Bocce and I got an alert, and it said your trade was accepted. I'm like, what trade? Like, I don't remember sending trade. And I texted Will immediately, like, oh shit, I completely forgot I sent that. So now Najee's gonna go off. He's released from my roster. But I before we talk about myself even more, I want to talk about the league. Remember how last week we were like, this is the pivotal week of the season. Yeah. And yeah. it sure was every team that was four and four lost to a team that was three and five. And now we have six teams at four and five. It's just like a, literally a repeat of last year. Remember at the end of the season? Like it's I think I was, in second to, I was in second to last place. I can't remember if I made the playoffs or I missed it, but I was like second to last place and I could have made the playoffs and tied Joe's in like fifth place, which is crazy. So we, we thought, we thought like last week to your point, it was going to like iron this all out. I think the ironic part is while it was such a crucial weekend, it just made things more confusing. Yeah. Five games left and we have, you know, you're like basically you and you and Kyle so you're getting to the point you win one more game and like you guys basically clinch a playoff spot yeah. get due to the fact of where everyone's at but we have as you recall we'll have seven playoff teams this number one team gets a bye so we have three teams four teams right now kind of that are broken away doku is the closest at five and four but then six guys are going after three spots right now and i'd even lump doku into it if he loses one more game you know then we have seven guys going after four spots Stu, you're still on it man I'm still, I'm still in it. I don't you love block and Joe are kind of the ones that are, you know, sitting on the outside right now. Uh, yeah, and, but... I play, and I played Joe this week and he's projected 125 to 108. Let's look at, I'm curious how, what point, what, what the point differentials look like for all these four and five teams, because it's so crucial. 
because you have 963 points and yeah at the top Dylan Dylan's at the top of 1200 so I'm like almost 300 points behind Dylan so that's a big deal like that, that D- D- Dylan has a huge I mean uh, this is going to come down to tiebreakers and points forced so yeah Dylan crazy. has 1215 Lincoln has 1132 Crenshaw 1026 Will 976 me 963 Joe 961 and then if Nash can somehow get even with us he's got 1026 so and doku you know he falls to fourth with the points at 997 so he'll be behind dylan lincoln and crenshaw so things can get pretty wild here in the last five weeks of the season there's still anyone's game and you know i'm playing joe we're both four and five lincoln plays dylan they're both four and five crenshaw and nash play each other four and five versus three and six you play will block and Kyle plays Richie and then Mullins plays Doku. That's a big game. Six and three versus five and four. So we're in for another big week here that could really throw people's seasons for a loop or make things even tighter as it is. But two, four and five teams playing each other is big. I'm just looking. I mean, Dylan's points force is crazy. I'm sitting apparently atop the league and I just have to admit, like some years I felt really good. I don't, I think I might've felt better about my team last year in second to last place than I do about my team now in first place. And the points force somewhat reflect that looking at Dylan, who's got all those crazy things. We have to go back to this matchup, Stu. You oh. beat Dylan. Let me just get this right. You beat Dylan 109.62 to Dylan's 109.22. I'm trying to remember the last time we've had that close. Of a- that. So I won by, if he had five more yards rushing with Lamar Jackson, I, he would have won with five yards, literally five yards. And we were, he had three players going on Monday Night Football. I had one, Isaiah Likely, who I picked up. Isaiah Likely, 9.4 yards or 9.4 points. He literally caught one cut one catch for 24 yards and a touchdown. And that was it. That was the only thing he did all game. And that was enough for me to win. And the last quarter, I think I was up on Dylan by like seven points. And he just kept slowly chipping away at that lead. And the last two drives, Lamar Jackson kept rushing the ball. And he had three plays left on the clock out. And he took one of them for like nine yards, which got it down to like five yards left. And then for three straight plays, he just handed the ball off. And I got completely lucky. Wow. And I I will say Dylan has some really bad injuries. He's lost Bateman. He's lost uh, Brees Hall and... Marquise One, Hollywood Brown and Hollywood Brown, yeah. Dalton, uh, he had Schultz on by. Um, Nick Chubb was on by this week. Dylan's team is really good. I'm worried about that. Stu, that that I mean, there's five games left. We've had last year. We know it went down to the wire, and the it really mattered there. But that win probably saved any shot you had at playoff hopes. Just knowing how much your tiebreaker, you have to win more games. You can't tie because you're going to lose those tiebreakers more than likely. Oh, Unless yeah. Definitely. If I make up 100 points, 200 if points. If I lost, so. it, me personally, if I lost this game, I'm out, especially given my points. But, um, you know, even, you know, looking at Lincoln's team, even too, you know, Josh Allen losing, Josh Allen hurts him, but he had McCaffrey on by and lost by 18 points to, to Crenshaw. And yeah, it's, it's a doozy right now. It's going to be a fun last five weeks. I'm, I'm have- well invested now. However, yeah. The biggest thing that really hurts me is I have to go against Joe and Joe has Justin, Justin Fields now, which. So hurts a lot. We've talked about this privately, but I don't understand. You are a huge Chicago bears fan. 
you love Justin Fields. You wanted to keep Justin Fields as a keeper. And I think I talked you out of it. You did. Yep. You did. Before the season started to ironically, I think to take the tight end, right. Who now yep. sucks. Kyle Pitts, who, Kyle who Pitts. objectively, that was not a bad, that was in a, in a silo, a good a decision for you, even though Kyle Pitts randomly is just being totally underutilized. And you, you, you've kind of blamed that on me saying, Oh, it's your fault that I don't have Justin Fields. You, I don't think Justin Fields went drafted, or if he did, he was drafted like the last round. I like had he, an opportunity to pick him. I know at least I had an p- opportunity to draft him 13th. Then yeah, I talked to Will if I can trade for him. He said no. And then the biggest opportunity I had was when J- uh, Jalen Hurts went on a bye week, week seven, and I picked up Matt Ryan because he just went off on the week before and had 28 points. And I was like, oh, they're playing like a, they're playing the Titans. Like they're not that yeah. good. And that was the last game Matt Ryan ever played in the NFL. And Justin Fields has since been a force. And I lost that game by eight points. And Justin Fields would have won that game for me. I don't mean to be, uh, I don't mean to, to put you in a spiraling depression, but you do realize what happens from now on. Like you knew no, like, there was before Justin Fields going off and after Justin Fields going off. The, let me paint the picture for you after. Joe has picked him up off waivers, and now he's going to probably make the playoffs because he's just going to – it always happens. Like, whatever guy goes off the second half of the season, they kind of ride to the playoffs. If he scores more than 25 points a game for the wrestling, he's going to – like, that, that'll be awesome for him. He's going to keep him as a keeper, yep. and now he will have him for three straight years as, like – it's the Camara situation all over again. We basically changed all these rules so Joe couldn't keep Camara for a 14th round pick, and now he's got Justin Fields as a. Yeah, you don't need to rub this in. I I, I wholeheartedly understand what what I did and did not do, and and I have offered Joe Jalen Hurts straight up for Justin Fields. Did you really? Joe said no. That's kind of stupid to be honest, because you can keep both of them. I, yeah. I, 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 I won't call it stupid because I don't have, I didn't pick anybody up. So clearly I'm the stupid one, but uh, interesting. Well, I'll talk yeah, to I had Joe. two opportunities to get Joe or to get, Justin. I only communicate with Joe via Kirk cousins trades. So like I'll send him a trade with Kirk cousins in it. And then I'll just in the memo, just like talk about what I want to talk about. And it's just like kind of our way of talking, but I don't, I'm starting to think Joe doesn't get the memo. Like, that I'm t- sending in the text and he just thinks I'm sending him Kirk Cousins trades. Cause now he's just like getting a, if he just keeps sending me them for my kicker, like he'll trade me. Like I forget Leonard Fournette for his kicker and you know, but he's not saying in the memo. So I feel like our conversation is kind of breaking down. So I'll try to get to the bottom of that. I think Jalen hurts. I actually kind of like it for you. Jalen hurts straight up. You get your emotional quarterback. You can root for him through and through this week will be tough. Going up against Joe, who do they? Who do you guys play? Who, who Lions, and we're gonna hang out together. So, it's oh like, my gosh, that's for the sake of both of your sanity. You you have to switch quarterbacks before that game. Why does I'm Joe want to root for? Fee- uh, oh, that would be too much. I'm right now, Joe. I'm sending you another. He so he said he said no via text message. So now I'm gonna trade via the app, and I'll throw in. Don't, I wouldn't throw in anybody personal advice. That is a that is a gracious offer. I'm giving him Kyle Pitts. That's enough. I mean, you're going for it. I mean, fuck it, do it. Don't listen to me. I I, I didn't help you the first time. I oh, I have to, I have to, oh, I can't do it because I I have to move someone in my lineup. All right. 
we'll see how that goes. Um, does anybody we need? Does anybody work at West Monroe still? We just need some Joe time still on- does. No, I know. Besides Joe, so we can get some time on Joe's calendar uh, for this. He just like had a meeting. Maybe we can work through Mary Bryan and just put some time on his calendar so that all of a sudden he's got a three thirty and it's just it's me and you, uh, with an intervention about Justin Fields. Um. All right, that's a lot of football talk. Um, Stu, I don't have too much more on the agenda. Uh, we don't need to go too long today. Um, anything else that uh, happened? How do you feel about still being number one overall against you? You know, you beat Nathan. I, I feel very lucky. If you look projections at projections, have Kyle as number one over, as the final standing leader, and you number two. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I. I don't think Kyle is better than me necessarily, um, but. I do think that I'm more worried about like a uh, uh, Dylan or a Lincoln or even Trent. Look here. Crenshaw's team was good for a while. Um, he doesn't really have any running backs. That's kind of the problem. So, yeah, there's still a couple teams I'm worried about, but I'm in a decent place. Um, doing pretty good. Pittman. Uh, everybody says I should trade Pittman on Twitter. Um uh, Anyway, once Pittman, you can shoot me a trade. I probably am not going to trade him for as low as he's worth, though. So we'll hang on. I did not realize that Foreman went off. That's what that text was about in the chain last night. I, I realized when you said that. So that was kind of a mistake. Should have probably put Foreman in. Would have uh, secured me for a nice win. I'm going up against Will Block this week. So this will be an interesting, uh, interesting game. I just texted Joe, except my trade, but I mistyped trade and said taxes. So it says, accept my taxes. He's an accountant now brought to you by Joe Heisberg accountant firm. We can do your taxes for you. Um, Stu, how's Bocce going? How are you guys doing? Oh, we had a great two, oh, two wins yesterday. Oh no, excuse me on Wednesday or two and two on the year. So looking good. We, you know, we lost the first round of our last season. We're in a new season now, new league hoping to you know make some noise awesome that's great happy to hear it uh, hey uh ahead. what's your depaul wabash prediction for tomorrow it's monon bell both teams i believe whoever i guess i saw on twitter whoever wins tomorrow wins the ncac which means they automatically go to the playoffs and i think depaul is ranked actually who you got interesting i'm looking right now uh so the little giants won last year Wabash has the bell. Um, is it's so at it's home, home for the first time since COVID? Oh, nice. Add to paw. That's right. Add to Add paw. To paw. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with a, a DePaul Tigers win. That's not an unpopular uh, choice. Uh, I'm gonna say though, uh, supposedly, uh, one of the correspondents I work with at work, his name's Harry Smith. You're a big news fan. He's kind of a legend in the business. Harry Smith's nephew is a linebacker and a captain of the team, and he's going to watch the game. So I gave him some. Of uh, DePaul or Wabash? DePaul. Oh, okay. I was going to say, if it was Wabash, who gives a shit? Yeah. So uh, I think. Oh, uh, Harry Smith. What's it? What's his son's name? Harry Smith? No, it's his nephew. Oh, know. nephew. I don't know his name. But anyway. Harry Long? <laughs> um. 
I thought I got some more business for you for your marathon business. You're telling me that we'll box one person. I thought some other people had followed. What's the activity been like? It's been, a, it actually has been a lot. You know, I think I went viral on one of those posts. So the people are saying, wow, if you can turn Brian into a marathoner, you can turn me into a man. And I said, yeah, I can. Um, so. Uh, you asked me why I got this engraved. So I, after I died in the medical tent, they told me, Hey, you can come back. And we have like the hospital for special surgery, which is like this. I don't know. I think it's a New York thing, but there's like a hospital, but they do like recovery and stuff. And they have one of those things where you like sit in the chair and they put the things over your legs. And it looks like you're have a cast, but I think it's like water or something. Oh, like the recovery boots. Yeah. They like, will have these here. You can come by all week and like just stop by. I was like, oh, awesome. So on, I stayed home, couldn't walk after really, as one would imagine. But on Tuesday, it was election day and I had I had to go to work and I couldn't work from home. So I went in and the Central Park isn't too far from 30 Rocks. So I went early to try to go there to get a uh, to get a recovery session. And I get there and they're like, oh, we're actually just doing yoga today. So that sucked. So I said, what else can I do here? And they're like, we can get your medal engraved. So I did that. That's sweet. Yeah, that's all I got. Well, we should maybe make a Twitter account and get it verified and, and go viral now that we can. So I'll work on that yeah. this afternoon. For our, uh, for our, for Delegate Shades? Yeah. Dude, if we could figure out, I feel like we shouldn't be on air right now as we, as we scheme behind the scenes. All right, we'll talk to you all later. <laughs> Thanks again. I, I feel like we should, I feel like we should figure out how to get the Patreon money. Let's get the money flow so that we can subsidize a verified Twitter account. That should be our only goal. Well, see you later.